Only in America, right? Well, hey, I'm Alex Garrett, and uh, that song is awesome. It's by Jay and the Americans, and uh, it, it kind of it, it has to do with today's topic. Uh, we're going to get to Mike Myers, Radio Hope, a little bit later. But if you do follow this page and uh, want to know a change, with everything sort of opening up, I still want to keep going, so I'm probably going to do this starting at 7.30 every morning, and I hope you're joining me for that. And... Uh, Let's have some fun. Let's have some in-depth, meaningful conversation. Uh, but it'll only start at 7.30 in the morning. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see if I can get myself up and uh, and ready to go. Well, today I was raring to go. Because last night, my dad and I, uh, you know, we read our churches celebrate. And it's very interesting what Christ had to say about intelligence. Smart and, in- and intelligent. And I'll show you where this is going to lead in just a minute. Um, But in the research today, I found so many incredible quotes um, from the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Gospels, which I can't wait to share with you in the next few minutes. But let me tell you what uh, caught my eye in this week's reading. Uh, What caught my eye in this week's reading was actually from the Gospel of Matthew. And he talks about intelligence here. This is this is very interesting. As uh, G- at the time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. So that gets me thinking a lot. Today's society, I, I unfortunately think intelligence is gaining, is is monitored by how much someone makes. And do I think that's right? No. I think anybody, anywhere, has the intelligence. They have the ability also to be intelligent and godly at the same time. So, What does this mean exactly? Uh, You have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent. Truly, I believe he's saying that if people get wrapped up in wealth and money and all that and, and their own wisdom, they forget about God's wisdom. And they cannot forget about God's wisdom. They should not. And so here's what I did. Um... Because this, this kind of reminded me of the billionaires of the world. Bezos. Bill Gates. Uh, Warren Buffett. Steve Jobs when he was alive. Um, and then there are... This is an incredible research. Go to tithehacking.org and search Christian millionaire, uh, Millionaires. Because there you see that people like David Green of Hobby Lobby, he went to work, he worked at it, he, as did Microsoft, as did Amazon, they all were industrious in creating these mega platforms, these mega businesses, corporations. 
But here was some interesting stuff I read from this Christian uh, tithe hacker. Now here is a surprise. The master prayed, praised the crooked manager. And why? Because he knew how to look after himself. Streetwise people are always smarter in this regard than law-abiding citizens. They are on constant alert, looking for angles, surviving by their wits. I want you to be smart in the same way, but for what is right, but for what is right, using every adversity to stimulate you, to create survival, to concentrate your attention on the bare essentials, so you'll live, really live, and not complacently get by on good behavior. So let's focus that to making money. I know that God and Christ have said, put God over wealth. And I think some of us who have the wealth may not do that. But I'll argue that point in a second. But what people who want to create things and who want to do things are ending up doing is actually doing a godly thing, if you think about it. They use their adversity to grow from it, to grow a company from it, just as God has told us to through the Gospel of Luke. In the same passage, he's saying we all must be really living and this is why the pandemic seems so powerful to me. Uh, the quarantine, I should say. Because I think people understood, and hopefully they did, we could live differently than always being on the go, always going here, here, there, and everywhere. We can live in a sort of calming state. And I think when God, when you are as calming as God would like us to be, He also wants us to march on. But his main affect is calmness and stillness. And that will help you create your destiny. That calmness, that stillness, that if you felt it during this pandemic, you can take it back into the workplace with you. Stay calm. We've got this, all of us. We have to just pay attention to those around us and love on them. Even those protesting in City Hall, you got to love on them too because they're people. They're fighting for a cause. Do I disagree with camping out? Perhaps. But they're doing what they feel is right. They are, in a, one way or another, being industrious to try and get results. But I want to share a couple of powerful stories that I was reading on tithehacker.org. Uh, This um, this story of uh, someone who, oh, it was Chantel Ray. Okay, Chantel Ray. Let, let's start with her for a minute. Uh, Chantel Ray is a multi-million dollar real estate entrepreneur. First, though, she was a youth pastor making $9 an hour. As she did this and then used credit cards, she was $10,000 in debt and her credit was maxed out. This is the power I feel God is having uh, every day if we, we, we put our mind to it. She started talking about it and thinking about hide, uh, tithing. She ended up tithing her first check for $30. The next day, she received a refund check of $300. Now, am I advocating that paying to the church is the right way to go about it? I believe there's a spiritual way to go about it, too. But it seems if you put into the work of the Lord, you will possibly get more out of it. Emotional work into the Lord, physical work into the Lord, monetary work into the Lord putting your money where your mouth is, preaching, practicing what you preach, it all kind of feels similar, doesn't it? I mean, I certainly think it does. 
And so, truly, in America, you can if you can turn around from a basement starting Microsoft and become a billionaire. And that's where my next uh, stop is on this conversation. Bill Gates, you know, he has been under fire for pushing a vaccine and also pushing for depopulation. I mean, it's just, he's had a lot of stuff that he said thrown at him, back at him. Some theorists say, and I'm not going to get into that, that he's helping China. He's very, very, he is pro-China. I mean, he's talked about that. Which, as American, I don't really get, but he has business ties there. Anyway, the spiritual component of Gates in his quotes that I've found is very fascinating. He said, to say that it was generated by random numbers, the earth, that does seem, you know, sort of an uncharitable view. I think it makes sense to believe in God. But exactly what decision in your life you make differently because of it, I don't know. We all could say we're living a godly way, but we can all also be humbled and say, no, we're not there yet. I know my next guest radio host, Mike Myers, he believes he's far from perfect. I'm far from perfect. You're far from perfect. But once we have that knowledge of God, I think it can grow us in a different direction. I've been saying all week, actually, that these topics are being literally put on my lap by God himself to talk about. I don't want to say he's working through me because God is, is working through everyone. And I, I'm i not speaking for God. I'm speaking of how I feel when it comes to God. But I do say that God has put on my lap so many different conversations the last few weeks. I'm starting to truly believe that he... um. He wants me to work on this better than ranting about CHOP and Chaz and the City Hall Autonomous Zone and the statue play. He wants me to work on something different with this podcast. Bring on different people. Am I ticked that the New York State will not have a state fair? Sure. It's outdoors. It's a boom, Cuomo said, before canceling it. But is that going to dominate my conversation here? No. No, it's not. Because we've got bigger fish to fry every day. And, 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 and that bigger fish to fry philosophy also feels like what we did see, where this woman who called the cops filing a false report on an African-American bird watcher, uh, she is now going to be prosecuted and whatnot. But yet at the same time, we're seeing these shootings spike up and there seems to be no consequence for all of that. I'm waiting for those consequences too. For we do have the ability to do what is right and just and justice for these people that are being shot in New York City. Justice for that eight-year-old girl shot by protesters. Totally accidentally, of course, but, but shot in the line of fire in Atlanta. Need justice there. We need justice anywhere we could find it right now. And that's a godly thing too. And I think we can we we can acknowledge that the intelligent, smart, quote unquote elites, I mean we're all intelligent and smart in our own ways, but in his mind the ones who really don't have much are the ones that will see God more. And I believe that. I think when people have a great time making money and all that, they do forget about God. That's why I want to research and see how much they forget about God. John D. Rockefeller. Powerhouse here in New York. John D. Rockefeller, the billionaire, saying, I remember when the financial plan, if I may call it so, of my life was formed. It was out in Ohio under the ministration, the ministry of an old minister who preached, get money, get it honestly, and give it wisely. He wrote that in a little book, little book he says. 
but John D. Rockefeller, huge capitalist, huge one percenter, still had his upbringing truly rule the way he was going to make his money. And I admire that. I admire someone who can put godly principles to work when working on money. And yes, wealth. I would also say, since God did make this beautiful earth, since we are trying to protect it, can we then say it's not as political, although I think it is somewhat? And by the way, Rockefeller grew up in New York, but then he went to, he lived in Ohio and entered the oil business. Of course, Standard Oil Company was his big thing. But it seems to me, he, even though he was considered an oil baron, he still lived by God's word. That's amazing. This huge, huge baron that they call him, still putting godly principles into his efforts. I love that. But back to Bezos. So there's not much known about Jeff Bezos. His religion is very private. Her, his ex-wife was Catholic. I think they did a Catholic church. I'm not mistaken. And he grew up in a religious home. So I've got to ask this question. If you throw $10 million at fighting climate change, or any amount at fighting climate change, isn't that godly too? Now, I think the way the climate change efforts have been couched, have been phrased, is not helpful. But I do think if you're going to really talk about it and really want to see the polar ice caps not melt anymore and really want to see our beautiful earth stay beautiful, our skies stay clear as ever, you do need your regulations on that. You do need people chipping in to protect what God gave us day in and day out. And on a very local street level, I would also argue that um, those who pick up trash after a protest, even protesters who pick up other people's trash, that's admirable. It shows that those are the ones who care about not only their cause, but their city, the ground that they are protesting on. So I love seeing those videos when they clean up uh, things. Because once you do that, it shows at least that you care about your surroundings. And this is why I guess I wanted to humanize our billionaires today, because they get... They, 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 they sort of get this out of touch. And some of it is out of touch, sure. Like, I don't know why they'd want to chip us. I don't know why they would create a vaccine and then say, oh, well, look, here's a chip. I don't know why we'd advocate for depopulation, especially that's a Chinese, Chinese talking point, China government talking point. That's scary, too. And then to praise China for the way they've handled this. Are you kidding me, Bill Gates? But underneath all that, you could see still that he has this belief. Now, Steve Jobs, in another interview I was reading up on, he said he believes in God, but not in the ordinary sense. I believe there's something. I think there's some presence, consciousness. It's like a wheel. Well, isn't that interesting? Because I've always thought that if your phone dies, if you're under, no matter where you are, God's wheel is, he's always spinning his wheel, driving us to where he feels is needed next. And um, I just, I know that he's up there driving this car, spinning this wheel to bring us to a better place, one way or another. We could say our enemies aren't silent, but believe me, God is not silent either during this time. And I think 
the moral ideal that a lot of us have for staying inside for as long as we have, there's a morale and a moral compass to that. Especially if you're at high risk and that family of high risk. There is a moral compass to that. There is a moral compass to wearing a mask. I don't think we should wear it all the time. When there's no one on the street, maybe not. But if you're in spaces where literally you cannot achieve six feet, don't wear the mask. It's not healthy for you. But when it, it's interesting because when it comes to standing face to face with someone, that is healthy to wear. You don't want to be spitting back and forth on each other when you're talking because you don't know. So even those who may not believe in him totally but are following staying inside are doing a moral good. And these reopenings finally happening, that's a moral good too. We cannot keep this country shut down. We cannot keep these businesses shut down for long. Finally reopening is happening. And it's resolving itself. And believe it or not, it's resolving itself in just literally three months. I really thought there was going to be a marathon of this till October, December, January, till they found a vaccine, but no. The marathon really is a sprint. Yes, it's three grueling months, but can we be grateful that we are here today to do God's work as a minister, as a preacher? To do make money in a godly way. To be intelligent and wise for the better through this. I think we should be grateful we have that opportunity. I know God is not strictly to those who are weaker than maybe the elites are. I just know that those who struggle more want God in their lives more. So how do we say, hey, uh, top leaders of our top, uh, you know, top money makers, top billionaires, Warren Buffett. Uh, There was a story on him, by the way, which I thought was interesting. Undistractify, because they listed all these different people. Um, About Buffett and, uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Oh, American Magazine. Sorry, this is what it was. AmericaMagazine.org. It it seems like a great spot. Uh, Because, actually, they have a Q&A with Peter Thiel, who was the co-founder, yes, of PayPal. The co-founder of PayPal believes in God. He has Christian principles. And he's on the Forbes 400 list with the net worth. But he believes in God. And he, in an interview here, wasn't afraid to say that. Wow, this is interesting. He says, the project of creating new technology entails, I don't think the project of creating new technology entails a special role for Christians per se. But insofar as Christians don't just hope for a better world, but also hear a call to be active partners in the fulfillment of that hope. Giving back. Giving. God gave us life and everything, and we got to give it back. And that rings true also in this verse from Exodus fourteen fifteen. Then the Lord said to Moses, Quit praying and get moving, get the people moving. Forward march. Forward march. (laughs) With your money, with your mentality, with your spiritual being. By the way, this is on Business Insider that I'm reading from now. Um, Bill Gates attends Roman Catholic Church. Warren Buffett identifies as agnostic now. Mark Zuckerberg, our Facebook founder here, embraces his Jewish upbringing, and I've seen that here on Facebook, actually. And um, Charles Koch of the Koch brothers, non-religious, but his brother David had a wedding officiated by Episcopalian priests. 
there are so many different people who are making money and still show us the ability to have God in it too. We must not put wealth over God. We must understand we too are intelligent. We could be considered meekly because we're not making as much as the top 1%. Or, or we could say, you know what? We're making this money. How are we doing? What are we doing with it? Are we being productive with it? Are we throwing it away? Are we saving it for a day that could really help our families, ourselves, and our community? And it's true. The malls were even shut down because of this. It is true. Stadiums were shut down because of this. It is true. Movie theaters were shut down. And I truly believe that's because he wants us to be more in his presence. There's there's no doubt about it. So I've got to ask, are you more in his presence today? Or are you not? Do you feel through this quarantine more in his presence? Do you feel? And Mike Myers is going to join me here in one second. Do you feel moved to God's movement, God's work, through your money, wealth if you have? And email me, alex.garrett21.com, alex.garrett21 at yahoo.com because I want to hear from you. I want to know if you are feeling more connected to him through this. Or not. Look, uh, Satan released this on the world. I am no longer going to say he didn't. He did. And God is working to fight that by... Helping us understand how to reduce the cases best we can. We'll be right back. He has entered the building. Good morning, Michael. How are you doing today? Oh, there you go. I got you now. Hello, sir. Am I there? Yeah, you're here. All right. I just had to figure out some. But we're on. You're on the board. We're here. How are you doing this morning? Um... I'm doing well. Yesterday was a uh, yesterday was a good day. Yeah, and I was so relieved to get your message because I woke up at eight fifteen, and so you know how that went. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But uh, I, anyway, I know that you're going through some stuff, and um, and it's good. I mean, it's good that Laura's back to work, but it seems like it's on your mind a little bit. And there's other things, you know. All of a sudden, a a very, what I thought was a very good relationship I had with somebody else uh, has just been like terminated. And it was uh, <laughs> some, some stuff got so totally twisted and uh, it, it's like, there's no possibility of reconciliation. Oh, that's terrible. It's sad. And, it, and, and I no think one I know, right? It's, it's, it's in Iowa. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be anyone. And and the interesting thing is, this is an individual that does not believe in giving anybody a second chance. Mm. And yet, there's a there's a claim to be a follower of Jesus. I'm like, I don't know how that works. I mean, thank God He gives us the a second and third and fourth, and His mercies are new every morning. Right. And we, but but it's you know you can't. Uh, 
with what's within me. I'm to, to try to get along with everybody. And I've tried. And I, I, I know you do. And I know it hurts sometimes to try. It to get does. Along with everybody. It's but I got to let it go. So, uh, yeah. Well, and that's funny. It's like people pleasing comes naturally to me. I don't know why it just does. That's and I, it word. sounds like that's the same with you. And I don't know. I, I am seeing that I can say no a lot more often than I used to. And that's a good thing. Um, cause I don't think even God would want us to be people pleasers. He wanted us to be firm in our beliefs and not be swayed by others. Oh, as a matter. Yeah. In fact, he flat out just forewarns us. Uh, you know, if you're, if, if everybody speaks wonderfully highly of you might be something goofy. Although someone used that same phrase to say that this other individual, uh, you know, was right on the money with where they were coming from. And I just am not, I don't want to make a public thing of it. So I've done sure. really well at not saying anything on Facebook. And I've talked to friends of mine and it's like, you know, Mike, you, you can only do what you can do. I mean, That's right. Yep. Well, let's get to what I, uh, so I don't know if you've heard the last half hour, but I really have delved into billionaires. No, 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 Alex. I, 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 I. I haven't heard the last half hour, um, but you know, go go ahead, Alex. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, but, so, <laughs> he's looking at the sky. I don't know why. So Billy, <laughs> why I'm a hairy guy? So billionaires, do you think they have a godly component to them? I've seen quotes. They, and I've been reading quotes about that. But do you believe it, or do you think they just say God's there, but they don't truly believe it? I would have to say that it uh, sounds to me like this might be a, a little bit of uh, uh, pigeonholing people. Do all billionaires, do some billionaires, do all? Well, actually, I don't not know. All. Actually, not all, because there are Christian, you know, even Bill Gates acknowledges God. I mean, I, that's good. Yeah, so I think yeah, there's. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so do the demons. So. Not that I'm calling him a demon, but, you know, you can acknowledge God, but what does it mean? You can know about him, but do you know him? I mean, I'm really taking this so, I, I take this whole God thing. Maybe people think I take it over the top, but I don't think I do. And it's real easy to, you know, like uh, to take, to, to use God. And I did it I, when I had a business. Well, I'm a mm -hmm. Christian businessman and I will always treat you fairly. Well, no, let me, let's talk about that because I think, I think I admire those who do put godly principles to the way they make their money and they do it honestly. When that happens, I'm very happy. And I actually find Christian business owners are so much more friendly and yet they get the most attacked. It really is strange to me. It, it's what happens when you stick your head above the sand and you... You say something that, uh, you know, like the, the, the bakery folks that bake a cake for a gay wedding. I mean, How about Chick-fil-A? Get... I mean, people love that, but they also say, well, why are they traditional marriage? Well, that's because what they believe. That's what they believe, and yet um, they're getting vilified for it. And, and I say that because I wish they just knew the people that were running it. If we have face-to-face -face with actual people running these companies, our dialogue would be so different. I got a Funny. hole in my chest. That no, you're right. I'm, I'm focused. It would be very different. And that's what we're missing is these. All I want is a, a phone conversation with this other person. Nope. We've got nothing to talk about. Nope. I've, and I've had this happen with a number of people. And it's so if we can't sit down, you know, how can we sit down and reason? God, like a, the verse the other day, you know, God says, let's sit down and read. I don't want to sit down with you. I'm just going to hate you. Mm. You hurt me once. You're not going to hurt me. What if marriage, what if that happened in relationships and marriage relationships? Well, it does, doesn't there, it? Yeah, but nobody would be married. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. If you just, if you just say, well, no, nope, I'm done. You hurt me. You, uh, oh, I'm thinking of scenarios where the, the forgiveness of some people, I wouldn't do well if Laura stepped out on me. I probably I you, would have. I know you probably prob spiral a little bit, but I, huh? Would you spiral or would you keep your composure? 
I don't know. I I think I would like to think that I would keep my composure because of who's Jesus lives in my heart. Do da do. It's true. And also, by the way, when someone leaves you or you leave someone, that's God's plan right there. One way or another, I always find that's he. He knows it's time to wind down something if you have to end it. Because um, his hand is in everything. Even divorce. The thing that he really chastises a lot in the Bible. He he is part of that process too. Because he sees that two people are hurting and he's like, you know what? One of you is going to be called to end this now. And then you get called to it and you end it. And then you're better off. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just spewing. But I just... I've come to this realization from age 21 to now I've had three different relationships and I never from, from age 21 till now no and I, I was love, one to always I love say you, I would marry the first girl I was with and that didn't happen so it's what it is right so but to me I've always thought that these things end because God's saying God has this light in us right when he starts to see the light diminish in a relationship, he says, all right, well, let's fix this now. Let's put the light back oh. into both parties. Okay, so that is actually a neat way to put that. But what if in this process, because I'd like to talk this morning about reconciliation, reconciling us back to God, uh, what if it's a case where, oh my gosh, my heart has become darkened again I'm lusting over Bathsheba instead of delighting in my wife. And God goes, I told you, don't do that. He says, don't do that, Mike. I can't do accents. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, but I want to because, I mean, Toy Story and Woody and everything. <laughs> I don't know where Toy Story comes in with this, but okay. Um no, well, so you're saying he said he don't do that. What I'm saying is maybe the light's going out in us because we are not, we're not walking in the light as he is in the light. We're not shining like this great song. And and maybe he's, it's like, okay, my wife said she's really getting a little tired of the sarcasm. And she pointed it out with me and you and some and the way that I've treated you. And she's like, why do you do that? I said, because he's a punk. No, that's not why. Because it's it's a part of me that I don't like. It, it's a part of me that I like, but I shouldn't be. Oh, wow. You know, oh, At the you same know time, you also, you also know that people come back to listen to your uh, sarcasm on the podcast. So I think there's deep in consciousness that says, I'm going to keep doing this because it draws people to me. I don't know. I'm not real sure about that. I, I know it can push people away. Mm. Reminds me of a song. Um, I did notice you offered a lot of apologies on your podcast yesterday or something. There were a few things that you did. Because I, uh, yeah, you know, to take a public platform like like this or, you know, I don't know how many people. Listen. In fact, the program the day before, I uh, I locked it up. I didn't locked want up. people, I didn't want people to hear what a, a, a not a nice guy I was to Miles. No, I had nothing to do with Miles. Oh, oh, wait, today's Wednesday, so Monday. Okay, the Monday show you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, uh, and there are a lot of people that that know me and this other person and how we've been really tight for well quite a while, and it's like because of someone's. He said, she said, well, I thought you said, no, that wasn't, well, I still don't want to be in a relation. And it's like, oh my gosh, but God is really helping me grow through this in that not everybody is going to want to reconcile. Right. When my first and second wives, they didn't want to reconcile. Mm. When it was time for them to leave, you know, they, they left. Is, is closure self needing or is it what god wants us to have too oh i think even if it's quote self needing it's still 
could be something that God wants us to, oh yeah, I would love to have closure with my, my second marriage, but there's no, they ain't going to be none that I can tell. I mean, I'm not holding my breath anymore, mm. but I'm still hope filled that that'll happen someday. I don't hate the one. I love the, she's, she was my wife for 18 years. We had wow. children together. We, we did Christian broadcasting together. We had mm. some really good times. And uh, it's why I still like to go back and listen to some of the cassette tapes of our shows. We K-set. had it. I love that. Yeah. Cassette hey. tapes. I got cassettes right here. Let me take a look. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, look at that. This is actually an interview with the lead singer of the band Bride. And I occasionally, I, I play, oh, and check this one out. Oh, no, nothing. I have one that's uh, my second wife and I doing uh, doing drive time. Mike and Mare on the air. Uh, and I love it. We had a great time. Yeah, but is it tough to listen to now that you don't have the closure or not really? Uh, no, actually, I've, I've sat here and just laughed my eyeballs out. Good. It's because we, good. we had good times, bad times, but... If you I, so, if I want to dwell on the bad times, I'd be just down all, all the time. Exactly. That's why we just got to move on. Hey, I want you to check the group chat out because I just on our Zoom here. I just put this quote that oh. might might get you through today. Okay. Can I read it? And I, now, now yeah, here's please. A, here's a surprise. I read this earlier, but I'll read it to you. The master praised his praised the crooked manager, and why? Because he knew how to look after himself. Streetwise people are looking for, are smarter in this regard than law-abiding citizens. They are on constant alert, looking for angles, surviving by their wits. I want you to be smart in the same way, out but for what is right, using every adversity to stimulate you to create survival, to concentrate your attention on the bare essentials, so you'll really live, really live, and not complacently just get by on good behavior. That is, that's one of the reasons I really like the message by Eugene Peterson. Yeah, that's, thank you for that post. And I will probably end up um, using that. I, I, I did a show the other day called, uh, uh, what was it about living the, living the quiet life. Yeah, I know you were talking about that on July 4th. And, and it's in the middle of all of the chaos. I really desire to live a quiet life, which is why I think it's important not to jump into the fray. Don't poke the bear. And I believe you, you are able make... to do that more in Iowa than I am here in New York. There's just that geographical difference that says you can live a quieter life because I don't know if Boone, Iowa is rather small compared to New York, and I'm going back in today, so we'll see how that goes. But, oh, you are? Yeah, I'm going back in for work today, so we'll see. Oh, Wow. That's why I'm hoping once I get back full time, we can adjust this, do it 7.30 to 8.30, and then call it a day. I just feel that's what I'm called to do now. So your 7.30 to 8.30 is my 6.30. Yeah, and I wouldn't want you to get up at 6.30. So what I do is we still do 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. your time for half an hour or so. That's just, that, that might work out. I, I Yeah, we're, yesterday was, like I said, that was uh, Laura's first, uh, and it was like, they're just getting working her into the position and she gotcha. loves it. And for me, it's maybe time to uh, start writing the book. I mean, I'm finding myself with extra time mm-hmm. and um, it's what's the best, what, what are the best things to do? Not just some good things, but what are the, what are the best things to do with that time? Now Sit around you- and, Oh, I'm all by myself, and my wife is working. <laughs> Mike, would you? What? Did you think I wasn't really crying? I know you weren't crying. You're funny though. Um, I, I fake it until I get it. Hey, Jesus. So would you? Would <laughs> I, you actually? Would I, you Jesus. write? Would you write up until? Um. I'm going to get that quote again one more time, but would you write using all the things you've said on these podcasts or is it going to be a whole different thing? Like, would you take quotes that you've said and write it in the book? Or? I don't know. Actually, I have a, a book that 
It's called, um, oh my gosh, I got this, this gal, Teresa, that's been listening the last few days. I'm really taking her life coaching um, advice and okay. started, ye started yesterday, drank a lot more water, hydrate so I can poop. Um, and she had recommended a book. Exactly. Yeah. But, and I did find out, no, oh, I could tell you other stuff. It's just hilarious. I'm excited. I'm excited about the the new possible. Excuse me. <laughs> That's where you need some. You need a little reverb if you're going to belch. And you call yourself a professional. I could have muted it, but I wanted to add the fun to this. So. No reverb. Oh, you mean amplify you my burp? You you got to get that deep. You know, like like farting in church. Oh no. Mike, you have too much fun on this show. I'm sorry, dude. This is funny as hell. Hey, and you uh, know, okay, just real quick, and I will make this quick. Tom Gully, I don't know yeah. if you're familiar. I called into his show last night, not knowing because of the, the tremendous delay. I'm watching him, and I'm going, how? How's he doing this? It's a live show, but I don't think he has me on here right now. And he did for a while. And I said, oh, geez. Anyway, it was fun. I love the way the guy does his show. He's very laid back. He doesn't let people get to him. And uh, so anyway, that's I just wanted to share that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you <sighs> can uh, focus on your book now. That's going to be a huge thing. And before my burp rudely interrupted, you were saying something about how... <laughs> How you wouldn't necessarily go through all your podcasting quotes, but you just, oh. I guess, yeah. Go oh, through them? Oh, right. We were talking about the water thing, too, that the hydration thing is so important for everybody. Actually, that's why I should be, oh, I get it. Maybe I could go back and listen to these and jot down some. I never thought of that. So this is not like journaling isn't writing people, down, but, but you, it's, you it's, have fun. it's audio journaling. It really huh. is. All of this is a journal, right? So, I never looked at it that way. Because, into me, huh. into me, to me, I feel like we're leaving it all on the table. Life's so fragile. Let's say, God forbid, something happens. All these things I've said and written are out there now, and I'm proud of that. And we'll just leave it all on the table. That's kind of how I see my my story. Is. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's really a great idea because I'm thinking of that podcast I did where I got drunk. I mean, I got drunk. It's the last time I've been drunk and it was, it's still available. I haven't gone back and listened to it. I've had people say, oh, Mike, you, should, you shouldn't have done that. Um, well, I'll tell you I'm a glad story. I was, I'm, I'm glad. I, was, I was a bit buzzed after the Yankees lost to the Astros in the ALCS last year. So I did this sort of slurring post-game recap from where I was. <laughs> it got 500 views on the network I was I was putting it on on, on their fam fam media YouTube channel. I thought that was hilarious. Like my my best performance to people was when I'm buzzed. Well, and maybe people really like real. Yeah. Like your show, you know, the keeping it real. And I guess for me, it was keeping it real. I was all worked up about going off the, staying on the wagon with everything that he's, he's gone through. My, mm. and, and actually I'm looking forward to having my son on sometime. I, the other one was on too, but somebody had accused me of, of uh, exploiting and how old My is your son? son? He's now 40. Which one? One's 35. Okay. Youngest. And the other one is now 40. So you had him when you were 26? Who? Your 40-year-old? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Approximately. Yeah. But why? So then, see, if he's an adult, if he's an adult, Son, how come you're exploiting his story? 
He's an adult. No, 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 no. But here's here's the here's the it's not that I was, but I was accused of it. And that's another thing that's, you know, these recent accusations about things that were said that were not said. And yet I don't want to I don't want to go I don't want to go public and expose this person for really trying to sort of maybe play the 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 victim card, you know. I'm, I'm do, well, did I'm you just, say something on the air about this person, or was it just something off air? I said, yeah, actually, as soon as the name popped up in the chat room, I said, oh, and there's so-and-so. And uh, we had had a conversation just the day before. Mm. And, um, yeah, and it was, it, what's interesting is the misconstruation. <clears throat> That's something that females do. <laughs> was 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 evidenced uh, by somebody else, and they're like, "So wait a minute, that's what this? Yeah, it is." By the way, can bad. I tell you? After reading Herodotus and going over Herodotus, whatever I, the Greek yeah. historian, I gained a lot more appreciation for your humor because, in that quote, he says, "You know." Serious men, if they don't have fun and relaxation, will become unstable or insane. And I'm like, well, then Mike, <laughs> then Mike you're knows right. That, Mike knows that having fun keeps you sane, and that's so true. And yeah, you're right. I guess I am. It's, I'm just saying it's, just, it's interesting that I could see that quote and relate to you because I know you love to pal around and have fun, and I love that. I know. I, oh, I wrote it down right here. I actually did. Herodotus. See, I got notes. You can't make it out because it's too. Anyway, I really did. Did you, and, look, him, and, did you look him up? He's pretty a fascinating guy, actually. So. Uh, no. I mean, he's considered the first historian. Um, and I guess that because Jesus came after BC, that's correct because the others were historians during Christ's life, so that makes sense, and after his death. Um, but, like, he told us what the writing's on the wall. Michael, we never listened to our elders. We didn't listen to Washington that uh, a two-party system could lead to riot and insurrection. <laughs> that happened this year. We didn't listen to Herodotus that said, let's not destroy our history, let's not erase history, but actually keep it on the record. <laughs> we're, what, we're not listening to that. And, um... Oh! Mm-hmm. And the one thing I, are, I love what yeah, go I, for it. I love what you're saying. Well, I here I feel like I'm I'm talking over you. But what I like about what you're saying and the point that he's making is it. That's why this uh, what's her name? Something, Brianne Brennan. Okay. She wrote a book about the power of vulnerability. Mm. And the minute you lay yourself out there as somebody who is flawed and you can admit your, your crap and maybe even have a public, uh, uh, Bob Huber and I, we had our issues. We've come back together. We have an understanding. I was expecting stuff out of him and he was expecting or whatever out of, we were both expecting. (laughs) And we both gave birth. We both (laughs) gave birth. We, we both gave birth to sin. First John chapter one from the message. We were led away by our, we were enticed by our own garbage. No, Michael, it was God. One last thing. How come in this gospel of Matthew I was reading, does he say that, thank you, Father, for hiding these things from the wise and the intelligent and they have revealed them to the infants. I mean, to me, it feels like he's making a very distinct difference between us and, and the elites, the intelligent, whatever you want to say, but we're all intelligent. So I'm still trying to wrap myself around that. Well, no, no, wait a minute. If we are all intelligent, why would you destroy the very, uh, the very well, let me rephrase people that. We all have an that, intelligence in but, us. But, but, you, but, but you see, this is where words mean things. And this is where that pastor friend of mine got mm. really, how do I put this in a, in a nice Christian way, pissed off. He was getting mad at me. 
Mm. What he said was uh, two plus two equals five. I mean, that's how I heard it. No, that's not what I said. You may have heard me say that, but anyway. So intelligence, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Does that mean that people don't fear God, don't have any wisdom? Whew, boy, that you flip that around and... If it's the beginning of wisdom, not the end of wisdom, I say I think it's quite critical to have a belief in in God. And he also knew that when you make a lot of money and good times are there, you don't even care about him. I think that's what he recognized, too. And you can't serve both. Mm. You can't serve money and God. And I'm going to tell you, the more our conversations are really I, I would hate to see us not do this. I'm trying to come up with every possibility, every excuse to not continue this relationship with you, but it's not working. I think God wants this to continue because we are, we're really pretty tight. And we are. And we get, we get each other. Even though I try and message you something inspirational and you don't answer me till the next day. That I love that. Gee. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm, I was going to say, doing something with my, maybe I'm busy. Maybe yeah. I got other things Everybody going on. Everybody in the world is busy except me. I always find like I'm the least busiest person sometimes. So I just randomly message Some, people that are friends of mine. And then you get upset when they don't respond. Yeah. So what do I do? Not message people anymore? I don't know. No, you quit that way of thinking that's what i'm that's exactly oh my gosh oh so i got this book coming tomorrow it's it's called uh something about what do they do when they they break computer things they mind hacking what did she my yes thank you oh you are the man well, you know what if i weren't already married <laughs> mind hacking that's what the book's about and i'm looking for this gal that's been listening is like mike you're a bit of a fatalist mm. And I had thought. to look check, up what the, the check hell out is where I got my sources say tithe hacker about tithing. Talking about hacking, right? How to tithe the right way. Holy good for you. What's <laughs> tithe? What was that? Tithe hacker? Yeah, tithe hacker. <laughs> See, all our words seem to link together one way or another. And when well, Michael, mm-hmm. there's people have a goofy take on what tithing is really all about i mean do we continue to dump into the coffer to pay the bills for this big oh, i'm not even gonna go there there are well, some my... neat places i went huh uh-huh. no go for it sorry I'm no i'm just rambling well i'm gonna call it a day right now and you can get good ready for your 9 a.m eastern show what's on it good today? what's the big cast what's the big podcast about I don't know. I haven't had a chance to think about it. You've been bugging me ever since. Oh, if you've been listening to my show for the last half hour. Oh, for crying out loud. Jeez. Yep, that's what I, you know what? Next to my wife, you are on my mind. Wow. I don't know how weirded that, out I should be about that. that that's really, that's kind of weird. Just oh, I can't back. wait to get up, honey, so I can be with Alex. You're weird, but I love you for it, dude. Tomorrow, interview. Okay, who we got? Or with, who we got? With uh, the guy's name's Tyler Smith. He's a mm. he's a, a he's a sports nut, just like you. Youth pastor. Um, wrote this book seven about seven days a week with Christ, not just you know that's the gist of it. And this morning at eight fifteen, I'll have George Martin is coming back from the dead. 950 <clears throat> EST, by the way. So you want to check yeah. that out. Yeah. And that we're going to be talking about hooking. Upper. <laughs> no. Fishing hooking. Okay. That was good. <laughs> well, there were two thoughts that ran across my mind. Are they going to talk about the, I hockey, got it. the hockey penalty hooking or are they going to talk about hooking up? I didn't know which one. So do you see why words mean things and how we can misunderstand each other and 
and why it's important to hopefully people are willing to reconcile instead of ir- irreconcilable differences. Wasn't that a movie? Something like that. And yeah. Michael, anyway, folks. I will see you tomorrow morning. I love you, brother. Be well. Are you have trying to? Show. Are you trying to get rid of me? Have a great show. Nine a.m. Eastern. How do, how do you like it? I love. Oh, wait a minute. Show. I just want to tell you. I just want to tell you one more story. Okay, it's real short. It. Go for it. No, I'm ki- I'm kidding. I'm just pulling. I'm pulling an Alex. Hey, you know what it is though? The more we leave it at where we're at, the better we'll get audience because they'll be like, "What are they going to say tomorrow?" Now, what, I want to listen the next day. So it's not. It's not. Bye, Alex. Bye, brother. Be well. <laughs> I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. And I'm going to put up this interview I did with Dustin Lawson of the Logos Party. You can tune in there um, whenever. I'm going to put up right now. But thanks, Mike Myers. Thanks for all listening, those who did. And we'll see you again soon.